<clears throat> Hello and welcome back to the Lack of Depth Football Podcast, the show with hot questions and even hotter wings. Uh, today, today, after the meteoric rise and success of our Sky Fantasy season guide for the 2022-2023 season, I am going to be updating my tips with a look at how all of our kind of enablers, but also premier picks what are they what are they premium picks how all the premiums performed in week one how different teams and defenses performed in week one and ultimately how my tips and uh, professional sky fantasy knowledge has evolved with the football that i have forced myself to watch over the past two days so i've watched every game perhaps i've watched all the i've watched all the good games <laughs> And I am going to talk you through uh, some points of stocks that have risen, stocks that have fallen, the team I picked, uh, why I picked them and how I feel about them now, uh, how the enablers in the midfield defence and forward line performed in week one and how that should affect our strategy and captaincy picks moving into week two. So I'll get uh, my fantasy team up on my phone. You'll see a picture of it. I'll move to this side so it can be here, and uh, let's let's talk through my picks. So yeah, for flexibility's sake, I went in the meta of having uh, a very expensive five back. I tried to split down the middle and spread uh, my money between quality defensive picks and quality attacking picks, which meant that I can't have Kane and uh, Haaland at the same time. But what I can have is Cancelo, Son, Salah and Kane or Haaland and Jesus, which is what I ultimately went for. So backline, I've got Ramsdale. I think that defence is going to improve this season from last season. And I think he will get he's likely to get saved tiers as well. It certainly looked like that in the opening game with him getting nine points. I was very happy with that. Then uh, to start the back line, I've got double Spurs because I think Spurs are, will be a menace to society this season. I think both of these players will regularly get passing tiers. Dyer already, of course, has a goal. I think, I think they're nailed to play every game and they're significantly cheaper than the other top four defences. Like, I think Spurs will keep more clean sheets than um, Arsenal. And if you consider the fact that um, Gabriel was 9.1 million, getting Dyer for 8.4 seems like a bit of a steal and getting Romero for 7.8 seems, you know, even better. He got passing tiers last game. So I then have Cancelo because I think he's unmissable in this game. And then I have Ryan Nuri, who, of course, underperformed. It was a good performance. It was probably a disappointing performance for Wolves on the whole to lose 2-1 to a team that, people aren't expecting to do much this season will definitely be disappointed for their manager, their fans. Obviously they were excited about this new four back, but not having a striker is dangerous. I actually thought Neto looked good. And so I felt lucky to get away with him not having any returns this week. I probably wouldn't bring him in even if he, I knew he was going to play well because he doesn't really have a striker to assist. And I don't think Wolves are going to score that many goals. I went with eight Nuri. I, it did play in my head, should I go for eight Nuri or should I double up with Saliba? And uh, people in my mini league picked Saliba and I was like, oh, what if I'm missing out? I obviously I obviously think he's an amazing player. Everyone else does too. Everyone else does think he'll kind of secure a starting pot. I just think to go, I, I didn't want to start the season double Arsenal and double Spurs because they can both flop at any given time. 
And so that's why I, I decided to go to double Spurs and a single Arsenal. Because I knew I wanted Ramsdale as well. Uh, and then in my midfield line, I've got Son, uh, who kind of needs no introduction. I think, um, I said this in my first podcast, but I think uh, Spurs are going to score a hell of a lot of goals this season. And they have already scored the most goals in week one. And so that's why I'll have Kane and Son for what I think will be the majority of the season. I wanted Kane, Son and Kulisevsky, but I couldn't do that and have Salah. So that was kind of my stopping point. I've, I've gone quadruple Spurs instead of... Um, is five quintuple? I think five, six, no, quintuple. And then uh, our midfield two enablers enabled this week. So that was really encouraging. Kamara got passing tier one. And I thought he was going to get passes tiers, so that makes me look smart. And Jao Paulinho got tackles tiers too. And I said he was going to get tackles tiers. That again makes me look so smart. Salah performed because he always performed much to the detriment of my FPL rank because I don't have him on that. But, you know, you win some, you lose some. And then up front, I've got Jesus because I think he's unmissable. I actually think Darwin Nunes is a better pick than Jesus after seeing them play because the movement and just the way Arsenal play Liverpool are going to score a lot more goals and the directness of Darwin Nunes is kind of more the is kind of an antithesis of the hold-up play that Gabriel Jesus is so involved in. And so I think just in terms of FPL, doesn't really matter who you think is the better player. Like, in my mind, uh, Saliba is a way better player than Dyer, but for FPL, I'd pick Dyer. I think uh, in Sky FF, I might be trying to upgrade Jesus to Nunes at any given moment. And then, obviously, I'm doing the rotation that so many people are doing. So you start with Kane, and then once Kane's played, you swap him out for Haaland, and then vice versa through the game weeks. I think you can do it for the first four game weeks, and then after that, I'll make a decision on which one I want to stick with. I think it might be... I think I might have to have both, in which case I could have to say goodbye to Cancelo, and then da 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 yada 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 you get my point. So, yeah, that is my team. Uh, I'm relatively happy with it. Obviously, eight Nuri scoring an own goal is a bit disappointing, but these things happen, and he's promised not to do it again. So, so yeah, I think all in all, I'm top of my mini league. I've had a 98 point week. Can't complain. For now to move into my rising stocks going into game week two, we have Darwin Nunes. Goal and an assist in 15 minutes completely changed the game. Was so direct. He looked like a monster. Like he looked something monstrous, something gargantuan, something overgrown and disgusting with how directly he was running through people. Um, Kulusevsky stocks up. Again, I wanted him, so that was a bit disappointing. But I think um, something FPL people, I know FPL Raptor talks about this a, talk, a lot, is that the way to consistently perform on FPL is you have to make peace with your decision-making and not let how you think about your decision-making be swayed by the outcome of any given match. And so I think ultimately I won't feel down about myself for not going with five Spurs players instead of four. And next week, I think it's likely that either Kane or Son is the one that scores the goals. Do you know what I mean? So I'm happy with my decision making, but I think people are starting to see that Kulisevsky is what I've seen him in person, and that's why I wanted him. He's amazing. 
He's amazing. He's so effective. He's so composed. He looks so comfortable at this level. And so I think he could be a fantastic pick for someone who's looking for... If, if you need a midfielder in that kind of 8 million price range, the only other one you could go for is uh, Bruno Guimaraes. And obviously with him playing in a deeper role, he's not really going to get the attacking returns. And so... One second. He's not really going to get the attacking returns. And so I do think it's quite likely that Kuliseski over the course of a whole season or even half the season, especially with the fixtures that Spurs have to start, that you go with Kuliseski and that could catapult your rank pretty significantly. Uh, I've then written Tottenham assets just in general. Obviously, they Tottenham looked good, although their defence is still the same. But going forward, their wingbacks are so attacking, even if they are rotated. Sessegnon was everywhere. He almost scored like a hat-trick. So I think Perisic ownership might slowly climb up. And uh, kind of all, all of them might slowly climb up. The only thing is that they scored four goals and Kane scored none of them. So maybe his stock's kind of down, especially with Haaland scoring two goals. I would say Haaland's stock's up as well. After the Community Shield, people might be looking to bring him in. And then Saliba, I've mentioned this already, man of the match performance, only 7.4 million. His competitors are Botman, who looked good for the two minutes of football he played. And Newcastle kept a clean sheet without playing Botman. And so I think if you are going for a kind of 7.2 million to 7.5 million defender option, it has to be... Um, Saliba at the moment because there's no way he's benched next week and so yeah I, I say if Ainuri gets injured or if I just actually watch a Wolves game and decide that it doesn't look too great I'll be I'll be hopping on the Saliba train I think he's fantastic and then another thing with stock rising I said explicitly in the last podcast not to pick any budget attackers and all of the budget attackers performed well. Wilson scored, Tony scored, and Mitrovic scored two against Liverpool, looking like someone who could average uh, a man-of-the-match performance every two games in 40, goal, 40 goals in a Premier League season. So, yeah, keep an eye on the budget attackers because I might have written them off with the new rules and stuff, but if Mitrovic is going to perform like that week in, week out, then he could be he could be one to go for. The only thing I will say is don't overreact because he could he could do this and then those could be two of his eight goals this Premier League season. So yeah, keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on the rest of them. And then my stock falling. Um I firstly Manchester United. I think a lot of people including myself, my backup team has the low in it, my FPL team has the low in it, who I have always thought cannot deliver a ball. So that's definitely me getting caught up in the hype of FPL Twitter and everyone putting them in. I suppose for 4.5 million, you know, I'll, 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 I'll take what I can get with that. But um, yeah, I think we all thought we were going to see a team that looked less like Manchester United and more like Eric Ten Hag. And I don't know if it's that those two things are two in the same and Eric Ten Hag isn't the manager that we thought he was. But a lot of people have commented on his lack of charisma. Charisma. I certainly thought he had gravitas, and I I was expecting him to kind of grab grab this this opportunity and this team by the the scruff of the neck, 
and and put something more more solid and less flimsy together and it did look flimsy so yeah i think you have to kind of be wary of all manchester united assets and i i personally wouldn't go for any of them and i'm very glad that i removed the hair from my uh, first draft uh stock falling my second person i've written down is just ten hag so sorry united fans and then stock falling lastly i've written wolves because they lost 2-1 to a thought to be weak leads. And so we could have, I could have written off leads and I shouldn't have, and that's why they lost. But I think for a team that we are expecting to be kind of fortuitous and um, defensively resolute, it was disappointing. And the yeah, it was disappointing. And and after the season that Drew I had last season, yes, we weren't expecting it to be the same but we were expecting it to be there or thereabouts and it's actually looking more like Aston Villa last season where people thought that their previous defensive overperformance would carry over and it just doesn't especially if you go from a back five to a back four they're trying to play like a more uh, higher level Premier League team and I'm not sure they have the individual defenders to do that so next is my notes on enablers so I've already commented on the fact that uh, attackers might be better options than I said they were. We'll see how that plays out. I could still be right. And so I would encourage people not to overreact to someone scoring two goals in one game because I think if you've run that simulation a hundred times of Mitrovic against Liverpool, I think he gets injured more times than he scores a single goal. Never mind, scores two. So yeah, watch out for that. I would also... Yeah, so mo to move into the midfielders, the midfield enablers, because this was a big talking point in my last podcast. Uh, I recommended Polina and Kamara. Those are the ones I went with. Polina got tackles tier two. Happy with that. Kamara got passing tiers one with a lot of passes. And if he stayed on, he would have got passing tiers two. And so the only thing that I would be tentative around with him is the fact that Villa lost and they didn't look good. And so there could be more rotation there than would be likely if they'd won especially losing against Bournemouth, who everyone's predicted to finish last. And so to stay on Bournemouth, actually, uh, Belling tackles tier two, won the game, of course. So everyone's saying he's, he might be a tackles merchant. It looks like he could be. He's obviously a bit more expensive than Paulinho, so I'd still go for him first. But if you wanted two tackles merchants, Belling could be the one to go for. Gibbs White, a couple of people have gone for him. He did nothing, only got two points for showing up. Caicedo. Um, I was wary of Caicedo because a lot of people thought he was going to be the Basuma, um, play the Basuma role, but actually structurally he's playing a little bit further forward. And so it's unlikely that he will consistently be involved in play enough to get passes tiers. And he may be just in too much of an advanced position to get um, tackle tiers consistently. But the fact that he's done it in this game means that I think the people who were expecting him to be a defensive midfielder won't be that disappointed by the fact that he is getting tackle tiers just slightly further up the pitch. So, yeah, Caicedo tackles tier one. And then Podent's got a goal. So everyone going for Neto and everyone going for Gibbs White, uh, Podent could be the pick. Um, I think he will consistently start games. And uh, he will consistently start games. And you may as well go for a differential if you're going to pick an attacker for a team that probably won't score any goals. So I think if you're going for one of them, why not go for potent? I wouldn't go for any of them. 
And then notes on defender enablers. So the ones I was recommending were Aitnuri, Saliba, Botman. Those were the three I was recommending. Uh, Aitnuri got minus one. Botman didn't even start. Uh, I didn't go with him because I listened to a Newcastle podcast before the start of the season. And they said that it was a 50-50 between Botman and Byrne. And I also think now that he didn't start and they kept a clean sheet, he's less likely to start next week again. This was kind of what happened last season where the midfield was performing so well that it actually took quite a long time for Bruno Guimaraes to start starting games. And so I'm, I'm quite happy to just keep eating eight Nuri while their fixtures are good and then move to Botman when he is uh, kind of understood to be an essential part of that side. The only other person I've written down here for the kind of under 8 million defenders that you might want to consider is Fabian Shaw, who scored a goal, looked great and got 14 points. For I believe he's seven point four million. I'll just go check now so that I'm not lying to you. Transfers, defenders, all clubs. Newcastle. Char is seven million, so he could be a steal because the rotation. Eddie Howe likes to play a left-sided centre back and a right-sided centre back. Those are how centre backs work. What I meant to say is that Eddie Howe likes to have a right foot, a right footed centre back on the right and a left footed centre back on the left. And so it could be worth it uh, to go for Shar rather than take a bet on Burn or Botman. Even though Burn and Botman both are more likely to score a goal from a set piece. If Shar is banging in free long range shots all the time, then maybe it will work out in your favour. And then for my uh, kind of more expensive or closer to 8 mil enablers, I said, don't go for Zinchenko. He won't get tackles. He won't get passes. Uh, he's overpriced. All this stuff. He got an assist. He looked absolutely amazing. He looked amazing. So please ignore my previous comments and go for him. I think that could be a fantastic pick. And I think even when he moves into the midfield, he just looks so effective and like way better than everyone else in that team. So... Yeah, I would I would recommend going for Zinchenko if Saliba uh, doesn't tickle your fancy. And then Romero, who I obviously went for, and so did almost everyone else, uh, got passing passing tiers one. And so even in a loss, he's getting points, which is exactly what you want from an enabler. So yeah, those are my thoughts on the week that has just been. Some thoughts on next week. I will be using one transfer next week. And I will be using it on Saturday night after Man City play to bring in uh, Harry Kane for the fixture the next day. And I won't be doing any others. I'm trying to use about one a week. And so I would, I'm would. i hoping to have used less than 17 by the time we get to the World Cup because I think the rotation after the World Cup could be a lot because the games will be scrunched together and I think a lot of the players will be kind of done in and run into the ground. Uh, so my captain for... Saturday will be Haaland against Bournemouth. My captain for Sunday will be bringing in Bowen for that Nottingham Forest game looks tempting. Oh, I might do that. It will either be Kane versus Chelsea, or I'll bring in Bowen against Nottingham Forest and captain him, because he did look sharp today. It's just playing against Man City in 31 degree heat is completely soul-destroying, so fair play to West Ham for the efforts. Up the hammers, am I right? And then uh, on Monday, I'll captain Salah. 
anything else? So yeah, I recommend bringing in a West Ham asset for the Sunday, if that sounds like something that would tickle your fancy. Uh, you could always, I'm just kind of thinking out loud here, you could, Man City could play, you could take out Haaland, bring in uh, Bowen at West Ham for their Nottingham Forest game. Oh no, you can't do it the next week. So yeah, if you were to do that instead of doing the Spurs thing, you would miss Spurs versus Wolves the following week unless you do another transfer, which I don't recommend. And then you would have to do the transfer. You would have to decide to either keep Bowen versus Brighton and miss out on Haaland versus Newcastle, which is a tougher fixture. Uh, or um, bring Haaland in and then only have Bowen for one game. So it would be two substitutes just for one match. And so perhaps it's better to just miss out on that fixture and take the L. So that's something to think about. Uh, do I have any other tips? Um, uh, Nottingham Forest do not look good. Their stock is falling. I should have said that. Nottingham Forest don't look good. Bournemouth, I want to see them tested more by a team that isn't really struggling to penetrate any defence. I do think their stock has still risen because I don't think anyone was expecting them to get a clean sheet. Uh, and also one of their defenders, Kelly, got an assist on a clean sheet. So look out for him. He's seven point. He's 6.7 million. And so he could be an enabler pick. Trying to think of anything else that you need to know going into the next game. Target that West Ham fixture. And good luck. Oh, and uh, Chelsea are horribly boring to watch and will finish. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>